0: what's going on everybody welcome back to living electric we're coming to you coming to you live from uh ohio right now where there's a huge storm rolling through so if we lose power or brandon flies off the screen at any point then you know what happened <laughs> yes um, <laughs> it, it, it could happen <laughs> right but we're actually we're surviving right now though because there's like i think it's just drizzling at my house i think it the same at yours too right so
1: yeah it is. Yeah, I was I was so prepared for today's storm because as I was telling Alex before we were starting, I was just like it's going to be bad. There's going to be hail, tornadoes, all this stuff. So I I literally charged six power banks. Yep. <laughs> just in case. You right. know, just in case if I was on, you know, my phone too much and I needed to keep it charged. Right. Right. But yeah, I even sent that Snapchat. I sent you to like 12 different people and it was like <laughs> a drizzle. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> typical midwest just like overreacting and like doomsday prepping for like a little drizzle so yeah
1: well as i always say it pays to be paranoid that's right (laughs) that's right
0: yeah the most I did was just change my, I usually have my charge limit set at 80% for like home charging mm-hmm. and I bumped it up to 90% because I'm like, worst case, we can like charge stuff in the car. So okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's my, that's my battery bank. I don't think i text to do that, but that's my, yeah. that's usually my like backup plan. If we like lose power is just use my car. So, well, cool.
1: you're smarter than, than us. We didn't charge either of our cars. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think the model three is at 56 and I think the mini might be at 100 i'm not honestly sure <laughs> so, sure it'll be fine but at least i can charge my phone
0: <laughs> yeah i think if yeah. you plug up enough battery banks to the car i think it'll it'll charge a little bit. <laughs> so you can get maybe a couple yeah. miles out of those right
1: i was gonna say i wonder how long that would take to charge it
0: <laughs> it's trickle charging to so, another level
1: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so what are we talking about today
0: yeah, so I didn't share a ton with you because I wanted to save it for the show, but I yeah. went to my first, like, Charger opening event, which was pretty cool. Um, I went to a local get-go station, which is the, like, kind of gas station or convenience store that is owned by Giant Eagle. So, like, I mean, most, uh, at least in the Midwest, I don't know, It's I'd assume it's like this other places, too, where you have, like, a, you know, your your grocery store usually has a gas station out front. Um But Giant Eagle seems to be leaning in towards, like, having that as a whole branch of their business versus just, like, an add-on. So, like, there's, like, you know, Meijer and, like, some others and uh, Kroger are kind of the big ones around us. But, like, they generally just have regular gas stations. Mm -hmm. Um, Giant Eagle is definitely leaning more into, like, a full-blown convenience store, which is really nice. Um, And a part of that is adding EV charging to the mix, which is really exciting. So we've already seen this, you know, with some other, um, we saw like 7-Eleven announced they're gonna be having like EV charging, like Subway, like some of these other like kind of fast, casual places are adding EV charging and GetGo is now in the mix with that as well, which is exciting. Um, So I actually worked on the project that I went to last night at at my previous role um, and helped them, you know, select some stuff for the site and, and talk through kind of economics of things, which is really exciting, kind of seeing it all come together. So <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, but.
1: congrats. That's awesome. That must have been a good feeling to see your, you know, your project go to Definitely. fruition and then, like, people are using it. That's Definitely.
0: awesome. Yeah, it's, it's cool seeing it. And then, like, the, like, I don't know how to say this, like, a nice way, but, like, the Cynic in me is like I need to like I need just need to do better on the next one because there was already some things where I'm like oh like this could have been a little bit better specking it this way or doing it this mm. way and I'm like if I were, were to do this site again today I probably would have chosen something different um The problem with that, though, is, like, timelines are so long with some of these projects, right? Where it's, like, you choose something right now, it might be 18 months before you get it in the ground and something new is out. So it's very tough right now to really, like, dial into a specific piece of equipment or site design or any of that stuff because it's just so, so fast moving. Yeah. (laughs) So.
1: I I think, honestly, we should do, because this is actually a thought that popped in my head, we should do a full episode of, like, taking each step of what it takes from like planning a site to the site going live yeah like i think that that would be really cool to to talk about as you know that's something i'm I'm very curious about right
0: right yeah i, th- I know we've talked about like kind of the electrical side of things but i think just the general like project side business side mm-hmm. would be interesting um because i know we kind of i know i see it kind of at the beginning and you see it at the end almost with your job right as yeah. it as it's getting listed <laughs> on a map as kind of the last the last step so there's a lot in between there that has to happen and go right for <laughs> for these projects to get completed. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good idea. Let's we'll add that to the list.
1: Definitely. So I, I do have some questions for you with this site. Um, yeah. So this is the first, so I've known GitGo is starting to put charging stations in at their locations. I know, I think Tesla has a planned supercharger in Columbus at a GitGo. Um, but yeah, they've
0: done, it, they've done kind of deals like that in the past where they've had like EA stations at their sites, like Evigo, Tesla, they've done some of that before. This is the first one that is like fully branded as like kind of their network, if you will. So got it. Okay. It is, I did, I didn't mention that it is supported by shell recharge is the like network operator, if you will. So it'll say, you know, shell recharge on the screen. It'll do, it'll kind of look like that, but the station, the wrap, all the look to it is, is get go. So
1: Got it. Okay. So, so you actually just answered my question. So that's okay. the very <laughs> first live get-go station, right?
0: Right. Yeah. So. Wow. That's all. Awesome. I, all I know so far is that they are they are planning more. I know there's going to be at least one more in Columbus, and I think they have a few that are going to open up in the the uh, the Pittsburgh area. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So there's there that's great. at least this first wave. There's going to be more than just this site, which is good to kind of you know see how it looks, what they can improve again, like. Things move fast, so they may do different things differently at another site. But this is at least kind of the first wave. And they're calling it Get-Go Energy is kind of their new branding along with uh, with EV charging. So
1: Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I, I hope to see some of those here in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Just because yeah. there's there's a Get-Go right by my parents' house, and it's right off of the highway. It yeah. is such a perfect location for charging station. <laughs> right,
0: <laughs> right and this this location great too it's right off of 23 on the north side of columbus um i take that route a ton going to the north side yeah. of ohio so i'm familiar with that route um and yeah it's it's in a great spot it's got um the other part they kind of showed us is they had just kind of renovated the inside space as well so they're adding more like uh actual food options it's not just like oh, stuff cool. that's been sitting there on a warmer like it's actually fresh made food which is really nice they're going to have a little seating area, like a place to, you know, order some food, hang out for more than, you know, just grabbing a stickers bar and walking out. So yeah. <laughs> that part will be nice.
1: That's great. Yeah, I think I saw your photo with the tater tots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they, they, they were jealous.
0: super kind at the whole event. It was really nice. So, yeah, they made us some, some food that they serve in the store and stuff. So that was really cool.
1: That's awesome. So was the event put on by Gikko? yes in partnership with okay did drive electric columbus partner with them is that how the event got they just
0: asked us you know we're with drive electric columbus we're we're a resource for ev charging networks for ev drivers for all that stuff so they reached out to us initially to say you know hey can some of you be here at the event with some evs you know chat with our staff talk about what you like what you don't like give some feedback like all that stuff so it was really just a you know, show our face and say that, you know, we support more charging stations, yeah. person for, uh, really. So
1: yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Well, I I'm bummed. I couldn't have made it down there because it really did look like a really cool event. I, uh, yeah. I remember when I saw that station go live in shells like data and I was like,
0: Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what are, what's the power level on those?
0: those are 150 kilowatt stations so they're they have green and blue connectors CCS Chatamo and is that a six 150 yeah. yeah
1: that's a, yeah a level yeah. six
0: so they uh yeah so you know they are the only like downside one of the things I would have changed you know uh, if I if I were to go back and do it differently is they do have the lower amp cables so mm, they are okay. gonna be limited you know for for uh, lower voltage cars is the only downside. But you know, you plug in a, a key EV6 or Ionic 5 and you're gonna get faster charging speeds. So that's good. Gotcha.
1: Well, that's yeah. good to know. That's cool. Yep. Yep. Well, congrats on the success with that project. That's yeah. It's really cool.
0: Yeah. It's good to see it go on the ground finally. <laughs> Definitely. Did you autograph it? no I didn't want to vandalize the station immediately after it went in so
1: well I think you should have you know done some autographs there right (laughs) that's cool well I'm excited to talk about the whole process when it comes to getting charging stations installed I know so many people are interested in that
0: right so there is way more that goes into it if you're not uh if you're just you know somebody that doesn't work in construction or doesn't work in engineering like there's a lot more that goes into it than you probably think. Like this isn't just, you know, picking a spot and saying, oh yeah, let's put a charger there. There's so many approvals and designs and revisions and budgets and, you know, accounting, like (laughs) literally every single organization gets involved when there's a project like this. So it can take, it can take a lot of time and effort.
1: Well, I'll save my questions for that episode, (laughs) but I do have one question for you. Is it more intensive when you're talking DC fast charging versus level two, or is it kind of similar?
0: 100%, yeah. DC is okay. way, way harder to implement. Um, I'll, the short answer is it's it's more power, so usually you have to get the utility involved. So, Got it. That's, okay. the, that's the short answer. I'll save a longer response if we do yeah. a full, <laughs> full episode, but yeah. More power is always more difficult to, to add or, or put on a site.
1: Got it. Okay. Well, that's a little teaser for that episode, so stay tuned. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, I'm excited to talk about some vehicles because there's been a lot of announcements recently.
0: Yeah, um, we, were, we were off last week, so we we were planning to cover some of these like the couple days after they came out, but we're a little behind here. But yeah, yeah which yeah. one did you want to start with here?
1: Um, I think, do you want to start with the Ford Project T3? T3? Yeah, yeah. T- is yeah, it t do or T three.
0: It's T three, I believe. Yeah, because they did a. What is it, a reg- <laughs> <regular> <laughs> T cubed? Uh, regular, regular size T, or three. <laughs> so it wasn't superscript.
1: Well, <laughs> oh, sorry. I just <laughs> I had to ask that. That's just such a dumb question. <laughs> <but> <laughs> so the Ford, Ford Project T three, they just announced that last week. It's their next electric pickup, right?
0: Right. Right.
1: And that's going to be based at the and, – and I'm trying to remember. It's been a really crazy past two weeks for me, so I'm trying to remember <laughs> the details on this. That's going to be built at their um, Tennessee factory, right? I that think so. That new big factory. Yeah, they're, they're building, building,
0: like, a new big factory. I can't remember exactly where it is. I feel like I should know that. I watched the okay. – I tuned in, I think, like, 15 minutes late to the event when they covered all the, like, the important stuff, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so I missed some of the initial details. But, yeah, this is going to be, like, Ford's newer truck. Yeah. Um, I guess it's going to be kind of a, a sequel if you will to the f-150 lightning so it's going to be you know a new fully electric truck we don't know a ton of information yet there goes bean <laughs> <laughs> it just topped off my lap um <laughs> we don't know a ton of information yet but it's uh it's exciting that ford is gonna you know continue to make more investment in evs they clearly are yeah. seeing the success of the lightning and the Mach-E. so I just hope it's uh I'd be curious to get your thoughts too. I hope it is a smaller truck is the only thing. Like they keep saying it's gonna be a full size truck, and it's like we need less of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: so. yeah. Well, a full size truck is on our list of cars to talk about today and, and yeah, based on the battery size in that vehicle, I agree with you. Like we need a smaller truck. Like the Maverick, the Ford Maverick is a perfect size truck for so right. many people. Right. And like I, I like, like, don't get me wrong. I like decent sized trucks. Like anything yeah. bigger than an F-150 Lightning is too big, but <laughs> I I totally agree with you. If we could get something that can work on the majority of streets, that's safe for people to drive, that, right. you know, it's not like a danger to society. Yeah. And <laughs> that'd pedestrians. <be> great. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah that's where i'm curious to know if they're going to you know make it like the maverick because that would be perfect i would buy one of those i would love a small electric truck like that
0: yeah yeah Yeah. all the teaser images made it look like it's kind of like more ranger sized or like kind of smaller size but even Mm. like the ford ranger now is a big truck like it's not small (laughs) no (laughs) not at all (laughs) I don't know, yeah. The more I've, like, I, I started watching way more, like, urban planning and, like, uh, I don't know, like, city design YouTube stuff. I don't know if you watch any of that stuff occasionally. Like,
1: I would be fascinated with it, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, you.
0: <laughs> the the basic, you know, uh, response from a lot of YouTubers that are kind of pro, like, pedestrians and just, like, people and like, walkable cities is, like, we need less vehicles and we need smaller vehicles in general, like, just to be better for the environment and just better for humans overall as we need like, <laughs> yeah. we need less of just to be such a car-based society. So, and I think yeah. it's just gone to the extreme with these giant vehicles. It's like most people do not need all that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, That that's where I, I really think that we could, and we've talked about this in the past, like with the Hummer battery, like how many, like how much material goes into that. Yeah, And maybe we could dive further into that just to like, you know, explain that further. But I I agree with you, you know, like, um, I I don't want to, like, jump ahead on the list. I'm, like, really anxious to talk about that new RAM because that battery size really bothers me. But at some point, it's almost bad for the environment to get a vehicle with a battery that big because you're just going (laughs) to be wasting more material. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like all the emissions that you're saving over the lifetime of the vehicle probably don't equate to how much went into making that battery pack. So, like, it's... um. Yeah, it's it's definitely a trade off. I mean, you have to make vehicles in order to get you know those the target audience into you know those vehicles, but it, at what what extent? You right. know,
0: <laughs> at, <Yeah>. what <laughs> <laughs> at what cost? What <laughs> cost? But yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I actually didn't see the teaser images. I'll be honest for the for the T three. I didn't. see There the
0: weren't names. like teaser images per se but they showed like just some stylized like the outline and like stuff like oh, that just like a single okay. line that's like it but yeah i don't know just a, <laughs> at least that's what i'm picturing in my mind like my my mind is filled in the gaps thinking it's going to be slightly smaller but you know we'll see it i could hope be, yeah yeah but, yeah we need yeah. A, a small a small car small <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> smlo right. or
1: no Got that? s-n-o-l <laughs> I've been struggling today, <laughs> but speaking of, okay, so we'll start with the small, go to the medium, which is the Kia EV9, yep. which was unveiled in the middle of March, and then they had another world pre- premiere, and then they just unveiled it again at the New York Auto Show. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, we, we've seen a lot of it, um, right. obviously, from all these unveiling events. But um, I want to know your thoughts on it because I think you already know I'm obsessed with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good looking vehicle. Like I'm, I'm impressed with it. Um, I'm trying to think of some stuff they announced during the event. I think the biggest thing was we did get some range numbers, which was good. I believe they're they're targeting, um, I think in the high. Is it over 300? I think it's like 320 yeah, I, or something. They gave it's it a kilometers. Thirty-six?
1: So. I think three hundred and thirty-six miles, but obviously that's not EPA okay. rated range. So it's probably gonna be a yeah. little bit lower than that, but so it'll it'll be pretty in the good. 300
0: range. Right, right. Yeah, I need it in freedom units. So yeah. <laughs> Freedom Units. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard that before? <laughs> no. I love that though. <laughs> How many football fields can this drive? <laughs> That's, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I was I was excited to see the range there. Obviously, it's going to be on this the EGMP platform, so it's going to have you know the fast charging, the the eight hundred volt platform. So that's all good news, like. I think it's just doing a lot of right things i think mm-hmm. i've been a fan of kia the brand recently like the past few years just the stuff they're doing with their technology um we talked about the the nero i drove and the the ev6 like i've i've just been a fan of their vehicles recently i think they're doing a lot of things right so I think the ev9 is just another you know step forward here definitely um, the only thing i hope they you know improve on is just their in-car software like it's still just yeah. i feel like it's kind of lagging behind the rest of the car because like the design is really modern like even the layout of everything i feel like is really modern i think things are in the right place it's just as like a little bit cluttered on the screen <laughs> that's like my yeah. only gripe really but. yeah yeah
1: yeah, it definitely looks like, from what I've seen, the EV9 has a different um, like operating system, like a different right. UX. Right. Um, so it looks cleaner than yeah. the EV6 that we drove a few months ago. Right. Um, I'm really just hoping that they allow you to save settings so you don't have to reset your regen <laughs> settings every time you get in and out of the vehicle.
0: <laughs> right, right. Yeah,
1: but um, it definitely looks like they're implementing some type of new software, which is yeah. really which is really good. Um, right. I think Kia is taking a lot of that feedback from these previous vehicles and improving it. Right. Um, which is good. I mean, that's one thing that I've always loved about Kias and Hyundais is that like it seems like every single generation of a new vehicle, it's a step above from what like their previous cars were. Right. So I'm I'm pretty excited about it. That I works. um I do know that they announced some battery options today at the New York Auto Show. Oh, okay. Um, so there's going to be two battery sizes. One is a 76.1 kilowatt hour battery. And then there's a 99, I think it's a 99.6 kilowatt hour battery.
0: I'm wow. just going to round okay. it down
1: to 99. So yeah. it's not a hundred, <laughs> it's, it's around 99 and a half kilowatt hours. Um, so obviously I'm assuming that the 336 miles that they, they mentioned a few weeks ago, that's probably the verbal drive with the bigger battery pack. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I agree. So yeah, but I'm excited about it. I love the whole digital nose, you know, tiger nose with, like, the LED ambient lighting. And I love how the lights, like, the ambient, or not, sorry, not ambient lighting, the uh, DRLs, the accent lightings up front. I love how it runs down the headlight and into the grille. Right. It's such a cool car. Yeah. I love it.
0: Right. I I'm just a big fan of where a lot of the, the newer car design is headed. I think most of yes. like new cars yeah. I see coming out now are like, Oh, I really like the look of that. Like, I think we were in a weird spot with EVs for a while where it's like, we had to try to make them eco looking, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but yeah, we yeah. moved past that.
1: I agree. And, and I give kudos to, you know, these designers who are doing these like risky, you know, designs and it's paying off for some of them. Some of them, right. I feel like you can tell when they really hold back versus some that who push it further. Right. I mean, I don't. Have you seen the new Hyundai uh, Kona electric that they just unveiled today?
0: No, I didn't.
1: So, well, they unveiled it a few months ago, but it's like a totally different look, and it has uh, pixel LED, like um like a single bar going across the entire hood, oh. and it's really cool. Like, and that's where like I love that Hyundai and Kia are like taking these big risks in terms of designs because it looks fresh um the only downside with that is that you never know how long it will look fresh but it's still a really cool design
0: right right
1: yeah i definitely i want that ev9 depending on how much the cost is
0: (laughs) right (laughs) yeah that's the that's the big question yeah i was talking to some people at the event and it's like i was telling um mariah who we've had on the show before um that leads the drive electric columbus efforts here they have a lightning and i was telling them like i don't think i can like i don't think i'm gonna buy like a new lightning anymore because i was considering it for a while but it's like they just raised prices on them again like even the pro models up starting at 60k now it's like I know that's just, it's just so much for a car. It's like, I'm going to wait till some of those are on the used market and maybe try to pick one up, but it's like, it just doesn't make sense with some of these new cars. So (laughs) yeah,
1: I I don't, I still can't wrap my head around that. I know supply chains have changed since they first unveiled the vehicle, but I still don't understand how there's a $20,000 increase from when it was, you know, unveiled in 2021 till now. Like, right. I, just, I just can't wrap my head around that. But, right. obviously, I, I don't know the backstory of why those prices increased. But, like, I agree with you. It's it's too expensive. Yeah. And that's not just a Lightning. I mean, that's, you know, any vehicle above $40,000. Right. Like, right. it's even 30000 with interest rates. Things are not, they're not cheap.
0: Like, Ain't cheap anymore. <laughs> nope.
1: Nope. We live in a weird society. Yeah.
0: yeah. But, so, moving on to the, the biggest vehicle on our list, the... The Ram Rev, is that right? Yes. Yeah.
1: The Ram Revolution. I was trying to add a Southern accent to that, but I
0: held back. Um, But yeah, you you probably know more about this than I do. But they've got a massive battery pack in this thing, as we've been alluding to the whole show. So, (laughs) so
1: I'll, I'll just describe this in in three steps, essentially, because that's that's exactly how Dodge or sorry. Uh, yeah, Dodge. Yeah, Dodge is Ram or Ram. Dodge Ram. Yeah. Yeah, Stellantis. So Stellantis, Ram, these other brands. So Ram uh, introduced or they unveiled the 2025, which is so hard to believe that I'm saying that as a model year, the Ram Rev today at the New York Auto Show. And they're um, they're unveiling it with three different battery options. Um, well, technically two. So the first one is 169 kilowatt hours, which is bigger than the Lightning Extended Range, the Rivian, as well as like obviously the majority of electric vehicles on the market, just that base battery pack. Yeah. And I think they're trying to get about 350 miles out of that base battery pack. Okay. Now, if you go up to the bigger battery pack, which is mind-blowingly huge, a 229 kilowatt hour battery pack. You get 500 miles of range. It it just blows my mind that they are, like, I get it. They're really trying to tailor this vehicle around people who drive pickup trucks. You know, they want a, a vehicle that can tow. They want a vehicle that can go long distances. I absolutely understand exactly why they're doing that. But that battery pack is huge. That's yeah. like four Chevy Bolts. <laughs> <laughs> like that battery could power right. four like small cars. Like it right. just blows my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, then the, like the last options, they're actually um, offering a range extender that I, they didn't announce like how far it allow the vehicle to go, but it's clear that they're going to try to do well over 600 miles. So you'll wow. get that bigger battery pack than a gas range extender to help you keep driving so lordy lots of options wow. yeah that <laughs> yeah. is
0: Jeez. okay yeah so i guess to premise my response the uh <laughs> the important thing to note when we're saying like battery sizes is that's generally in kilowatt hours so kilowatt hours is a unit of energy it's not mm-hmm. a unit of weight it's not a unit of volume like it's a unit of energy like how much energy is in the pack So, you know, theoretically, if you have a more energy-dense battery pack, or you have, you know, some breakthrough in battery technology, you could put a giant, you know, battery, energy-wise, into a smaller space, a lighter package, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But we really haven't had, like, a huge breakthrough where it's like, this is significantly lighter, or this is significantly, like, using less resources or anything like that, so... The reality is with these current vehicles is it's like we're packing as you said a ton of you know resources a ton of just kind of wasted material a lot of times into these gigantic batteries that unfortunately are going to sit there a lot of the time yes yeah yeah (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) i think that was a great response (laughs)
0: yeah yeah so the the other piece of this though so like i don't want to completely like knock large batteries because i think they do have like there's a big opportunity here with these batteries and i wish like more vehicles kind of came ready to do it is just vehicle to grid stuff so let's say you know i mean like school districts and like electric school buses have been pretty successful in this but that's really the only like application where it's made a ton of sense with big batteries is when these vehicles aren't being driven like let's use them as either grid storage or you know extra like grid capacity any of this stuff it's like there's a lot of opportunity in these rolling batteries that we can use as a grid asset in some way Mm -hmm. um obviously a lot harder to predict with a consumer vehicle than like a school bus that you know is going to be you know parked during these certain hours compared to you know your personal vehicle but i think there's still like i think there's some smart ways to use those big batteries i guess oh for sure
1: yeah and you know the the ram rev does offer certain features like that i'm not sure i believe it's vehicle to grid it's not vehicle vehicle to to home yeah something like that yeah i think v2x uh if i remember i have to i have to read you know i'll have to look at that article that i I sent you earlier yeah but um (laughs) it does it does have an onboard generator i do know that so it's very similar to what the lightning offers um right and i'm Pretty sure it does offer that ability to, like, power your house for an extended period of time. Yeah. But, I mean, God, if if a 229-kilowatt-hour battery pack, like, if the Lightning, I think the Lightning is rated for, what, like, 19 days?
0: Oh, uh, I thought it was only a few turn. days. I thought it was like. Oh, three may, or four. maybe
1: I'm thinking the Silverado or you know how whatever Chevy said. You got about a small their, house their you can try- run it for yeah. a long time. So <laughs> yeah, seriously, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, either way, you're going to be powering your house for a few days, which could be yeah. useful. Right. But um, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Like, if it's going to be sitting for an external, like especially if it's a fleet vehicle, that could be great for a fleet implementation. Where if there's just a large amount of cars just still sitting there while people are doing like you know, administrative work or something like that, Right. that could be really beneficial.
0: Definitely. But
1: yeah, I just like, I don't know, like when I saw that article, I was excited because it's going to get more people into an electric vehicle, but like the environmentalist in me is just like, man, that's a lot of material going into that battery pack, just that one battery pack. Right. And if they're going to sell like, say for example, like 50,000 of them. Yeah. That's a lot, a lot of minerals and material. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen, I mean, like, I don't think cars as a resource are going to change that much, like, at least in these initial phases of EVs. Like, cars are historically an underutilized resource. Like, they sit there most of the time doing nothing. (laughs) So just taking up (laughs) space and, you know, using resources. So it's, yeah. I've, like, the more I've gotten into more, like, kind of studying transportation and EVs and everything, it's, like, the more I'm being pushed to, like, do we just need to frickin' bike and train everywhere? <laughs> no. <laughs> right. <laughs> but. Yeah. I mean, obviously, cool. I keep telling myself, though, like, America's and, like, the U.S. is a lot different than other parts of the world where, like, we have these huge, long stretches between people that are still in our country. So, we do yeah. need cars for a lot of things today, but... I don't know there's still a better ways to do things i guess <laughs>
1: yeah no i i agree and just like you've used the infrastructure needs to be there too so right right yeah Yep. yeah maybe, maybe we could have like an urban planner on the show one day and just like talk about that because i mean like i i know that the show itself is mainly focused on like you know like electric electrification for transportation but i think it would be cool to like get like those different aspects of you know the discussion
0: right definitely yeah
1: well, let us, let us know your thoughts on these new cars. I mean, you know, with the New York Auto Show and more auto shows coming up throughout the summer, I'm sure we're going to see exciting things. So we want to hear from you guys.
0: Definitely. Yeah, let us know your thoughts, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you in the next episode.